0: This is Wake Up To The Word. Let's see, do I have this thing on right? Let me see what I'm doing here. Looks like I got everything. I'm a little, uh, sounds a little wonky. I don't know why. What do we got going on here? I don't know. Test one, two, test one, two. Okay, I guess it sounds all right. We'll, uh, we are here at Wake Up To The Word. So glad that you're joining us. Let's, uh, get some... Our studio audience that does not exist, we are coming to you deep from the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. We are glad you have joined us for a New Testament Friday. What am I looking for? Where's my horn? There it is. It's ready. We are ready to start the weekend. We're glad you're with us. This episode is brought to you by... Barkey's RV Rental. We've got one going out for a friend this weekend. And after I finish this episode, I'm going to be going to deliver that. So, yes, we deliver. Locally, our RV looks similar to the one that's on the picture. And uh, bring it to some of the local state parks and RV parks. Deliver it. Set it up. Contact BarkyRV.com. barkeyrvrental.com, And you can uh, check out the opportunities for you. We are glad you're here and wake up to the word. We're so thrilled that you continue to join us. We're over 1,700 views and uh, we're just excited. We keep growing. We're being heard in seven countries and uh, we're so thankful uh, for you, our uh, audience, and the questions that we get. I think I did have a New Testament question. I'm going to have to look that one up. Uh, i did get a new testament question let me uh, i didn't write it down so let me uh, look it up see if I can find it um, maybe I do not so uh, no I do not they were all Old Testament questions and i answered them all last episode so uh, we're just gonna go right into the text our bible reading for this week is uh, in the New testament is john 14. And 15, this is some really thick, really meaty portions of scripture. I hope if you read it, you'd grab some things out of it because there is some great stuff going on. Also, uh, you should have gotten your new uh, Bible reading plan for the final quarter of 2023. Um, I emailed those out to everyone on the list from... Uh, Wake up to the Word's email list, and you can go to wakeuptotheword.org if you're not on that list. Sign up, and uh, you will get the uh, Bible reading plan emailed to you at the end of, at the beginning before each quarter starts. Okay, so there's two weeks until the next quarter. I'm emailed out everyone on the list last uh, yesterday after episode 73. So uh, today is episode 74, New Testament. Episode 074, and we're very excited that you've joined us. Let me see what I got going on here. I'm trying to adjust my sound here. It sounds a little, my voice sounds a little wonky, so I'm trying to, that's a little better. We'll try that. I could do like this. Hello, how are you doing? But but it's not, uh, uh, we don't have anything in Jeff's stack of stuff, but um, uh, we do uh, love that you're here. Um, okay. Okay. So, uh, 14, John 14, now let not your heart be troubled. That's not where we are though, is it? Is it 14 and 15? I just said it, yes, 14 and 15. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe your hearts, it's plural, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, some of your translations may say mansions, um, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And this is an interesting use of terms because it is very much linked to the Jewish marriage ceremony of old in ancient cultures, where the uh bridegroom would uh select the bridegroom the the price would be paid but then the bridegroom would go away and he would leave his best man there to keep an eye on the bride to assist the bride in any way that was necessary he would go to his father's house he would prepare he would prepare to bring the bride home. He'd prepare either a wing on the house or build an entirely new house uh, on the property, but he would prepare. And when that was finally prepared, he then would return. And it was the bride's job and her bridesmaid's jobs to be alert and aware and be looking for the bridegroom's return. And so uh, this falls right in with that kind of thing is that let not your heart be troubled believe in god believe also in me and my father's house are many rooms if we're not showing sure, i go to prepare a place for you he calls us the bride his best man he leaves with us is what he's going to talk about next so this whole thing kind of falls right into the celebration that has been uh taken on uh the, as the wedding culture okay so uh very cool kind of a kind of a thing uh so and you know and uh, uh go to and if i go to prepare a place for you i will come again and i will take you to myself where i am you may be also and you know the way to where i am and of course they say uh thomas says oh, lord we we don't we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said that famous verse that we all know and quote, but we don't wrap it around this conversation, is Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And, the, and uh, um, if you had known me, you would have known my father. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then Philip says to him, Lord, show us the father and that's enough for us. And Jesus says, and this is an important line in in as far as the one God, three persons, the Trinity thinking. Have I been with you so long and you still do not know? Whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on the account of the works themselves. Interesting uh, use of the term. He's trying to describe to them... He's trying to help them grasp and get a concept of this triune God, or at least this biune God, the other Yahweh, that he's the other Yahweh. He's trying to give them that that understanding to how to plug that in. But he's saying, if that's too hard for you to grasp, if that's difficult to understand, and it is difficult for us to wrap our brain around that, he says, believe on the works of, themselves, what have you seen? What do you see me doing? What was what are the prophecies of the Messiah? And what have you seen me do? That's what he's saying. He's saying, uh, forget wrapping your brain around the Trinity, wrap your brain around you know the prophecy. Here I am, here's the work I've done. It's all part of the prophecy. Very cool stuff. And then he goes on, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works I do, and greater works than these they will do because I'm going to the Father. And so, and then he says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do. So, how can we do, and a lot of people ask this question, how can we do greater work than Jesus? Well, the, the fact is that Jesus came and was singularly a man in one place at one time. He he lowered himself to that standard. He's in one place at one time, and he cannot be in all places at in all times during this time, during the Incarnation. But when the Holy Spirit comes and all believers are indwelled, the things that Jesus did can be done by all believers all over the world at at the same time. So, that's why greater works will do it greater in number not necessarily in ma- in um, miraculousness i guess so um although jesus did miraculous things uh we all know that we've heard of and if you haven't just look into it there's been miraculous things done all over the world since this by apostles and believers in in many different places in many different ways Greater things, greater works. Um, So then the promised Holy Spirit that he's talking about. Here's the, the best man that stays and comes. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. So he describes this helper as being the spirit. And the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you. So within the within Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwelled, and he didn't dwell within the disciples, he was with them. So they saw the Spirit at work, but he says he will be and will be in you. That's Pentecost, that's coming up when we get to Acts, but this is something that is... Uh, probably a new concept to them. They see Messiah working and he's working with the through the power of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And uh, then the Holy Spirit will be sent, the Father's going to send the Holy Spirit to indwell all believers. So I will not leave you as orphans. This is verse 18 of chapter 14. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am, that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is the one who loves me. So then he comes down. And he says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. Great stuff. Let me get to twenty-six. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, again, clarifying who that Helper is. Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. So this is a very specific thing for the apostles, but it also applies to us in a general sense. And then he says again, let not your heart be troubled, uh, neither let them be afraid. And then down the end at verse 30, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father commands, commanded, commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. So the ruler of this world is coming. Interesting, interesting terminology, because we we know from other portions of Scripture that uh, the enemy, Satan, uh, Lucifer, the devil, he's the ruler of this world, but he's coming. He's not doesn't seem to be there yet, or at least not geographically. He's not there, or at least he's not coming after him yet. He's not pursuing him. So any of these things are possible in this context. So, um, but he's coming. And does that mean he's, he's coming for me? Possibly, very possibly. So let me get to 15. And he starts off with this. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not... Bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. So there's some interesting things going on here. Uh, the very statement right at the beginning, I am the true vine, that would have been a confusing statement for a Jew. okay, Or at least a clarifying statement, a teaching statement, something new. Because uh, there's some Old Testament terminology and I'll look it up and maybe I'll put it into Jeff's stack of stuff uh, because uh, I know that there's several verses that talk about Israel as being the vine and uh, multiple verses refer to Israel as the vine but Jesus is saying I am the true vine so Israel was the shadow uh, the the uh, the uh, shadow or the symbolic vine uh, throughout uh, within the Old Testament and they viewed themselves as the vine but Jesus is making a clarification i am the true vine that's why he didn't say just I'm the vine he's saying i'm the true vine i'm taking I'm taking the spotlight now I'm taking the spot that it, it was symbolically Israel um, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine he says it again i am the vine "'You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he uh, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. So if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branch and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you.' By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So this is a is a catch twenty two type of thing. Um, uh, he's the vine, we're the branches, apart from him we can do nothing. And then he says to abide in him and obey his commandments. Here's the truth. Uh, if if Without abiding in Him, without our full trust and surrender and faith in Him, without a salvation experience, without a salvation revelation, uh, we can't do any of these things. So we can't, in, including we can't obey Him and we can't obey His commands. We 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 can't do those things unless we're abiding in Him. We've surrendered to Him. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. And then we come down to sixteen. Uh, verse 16 of chapter 15. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask from the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. So this just lines up that he's the one that, that that's called us, chose us, calls us, and uh, gives us the... Uh, uh, um, That we should go and bear fruit. We're appointed to go and bear fruit. And now the hatred of the world. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Here's the deal. If you're not speaking the truth in love, then the world is not hating you. And, and that's, that's the conundrum, is that we're, we're called to speak the truth in love to the world. And, 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 and the, the Bible says that uh, uh, as much as is up to us, live in peace with all people. So this is the tightrope that we're walking as believers. Uh, we have to draw the line at God's word, at God's commands, at his faithfulness. We have to speak the truth in love. We need to do it in a peaceable, peaceful way. We don't pick fights. We don't stay in fights. But we do have opposing, not opinions, we do have opposing truth. And this causes people to not like us. This causes people to look at us and say, bigot or uh, Bible beater or even if we say things in the nicest way, in the nicest context, with the best heart, with the biggest hope for the people we're talking to, it's going to be responded to in hate. And I've had it done many times to me, speaking things with as much love as I possibly can muster. And and maybe that's not enough love, but it's as much as I can muster. I I I want for them to know Jesus, and it gets responded to, with with barbs and name calling and and uh, finger pointing and uh, talking down, and because it is an opposing truth. If we if we're not going to go along with the world, then the world is going to hate us. And that is, you made it, you get that, understand it, know it, expect it, because it's not going to change. It's only going to get worse, because the world is pushing back in ways I never expected. Maybe you expected it, I never did. The The, the lines that are being blurred are just absolutely crazy to me. But the Word of God is consistent The Word of God is truth. And in context, we can bring these truths to people. And it's the Holy Spirit that illuminates. It's the Holy Spirit that chooses, the Holy Spirit that appoints. And we are the ones to bring the truth. And yes, it will be received with hatred. Come on down to the little farther down. Uh, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have not been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law "...must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, this is verse 26, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning." So if you are holding the Spirit, if the Spirit indwells you, you understand that there's truth that needs to be said. That's where we're going to leave it, right there. I hope you're not getting hated. But then on the other hand, I kind of hope you are. (laughs) We love you so much. We're glad you joined us here on Wake Up To The Word. New Testament Friday. This has been awesome. We're glad you're here with us. It's Friday! Uh, Let's get going. Let's get out there. Bring the truth. Bring it with all your heart. I hope to see you Sunday. Pastor Brian speaking at Life Coast Church at Potatoes Auditorium. 1030. Come join us. We would love to see you.